Week four, ready for action. Some betting spread picks that I have currently placed. Ladies, gentlemen, fellas, 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 what's going on on the YouTube channel? What's going on in them podcast streets? Sal Betcher here. And today, we're going to be breaking down the five spread picks and one teaser. We did our first teaser of the season last year. We hit that bad boy. We're going to do a second teaser this week. We're going to see how long we can keep that thing going. Six-point teasers. I don't really like teasers in general, but a six-point teaser for just two teams is the ones if you could find the right number at the specific sports book, it can pay off more so than going for a money line teaser if you're choosing two favorites or if you're choosing an underdog. Obviously, you don't want to really be choosing the money line there, so it'll help you out a little bit. Well, we have five spread picks. I honestly have six spread picks in right now, but one of them is this Pittsburgh and Tennessee game. They're saying it might get postponed to Monday or Tuesday. I don't really know what to make of that right now, so they haven't given me any of my refund back yet so we'll see what ends up happening there but i do have that and i'll give you my lean there but i really don't think the game will go but we'll figure it out later in the week before we get into these five picks the kind people out there in the youtube streets i want to solicit you real quickly for a quick old like button because why not pat yourself on the back then pat me on the back with the little old like button right there the big old thumb and if you could also hit me with the subscribe button big old one pops up on the screen bottom right hand corner on the podcast streets you could also follow subscribe rate and review for a chance to win a 50 dollars giveaway we give those out once a week for people who review the show about 10 people have been doing a review a week so not a bad idea to get a 10% or better chance, sometimes 25% chance at $50 Ruskies without putting anything up on your end. So I appreciate all that in advance. This video is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight, the good people over at Monkey Knife Fight. Oh boy, oh boy, these people are absolutely dominating. And it doesn't even matter which sport you want to talk about. They have sponsors everybody, but they got them in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins. Shout out them. They just won last week. They got them in the YouTube DFS and fantasy sports and sports betting streets with Sal Vetri right here. And I want to give you the offer that they told me, hey, tell your people right now that we're doing this deal and it's a limited time only. 100% deposit match. That's right. A whole 100 Rusco up to $50 Ruski. So if you put in for your first deposit using the promo code Vetri, my last name, V-E-T-R-I, you put in 20 bucks, you get 20 back. You put in 10, the minimum, 10. You want to be a heavy hitter and a kingpin and put all 50 in and get $100 Ruskies in the account? Bam, there you go. We got you over here on this channel. Thanks to Monkey Knife Fight is a player prop site. It's not just more or less or over under. They do have that format. It's the most popular, it's the most known, but a bunch of other different game modes in there too. So be sure to check it out. It is linked down below with the promo code Vetri, V-E-T-R-I. Let's them know that you came from me and get you that 100% deposit match up to $50 Ruskies. So let's get into this bad boy. And to do so, if you're watching on YouTube behind me, it's just my target offense sheet each week. It has pace. It has defense versus position, Vegas metrics, all that stuff. It's just a quick glance for me to kind of look at some things and really pull it onto some of my other positional sheets where I go to uh, some just data analytics for quarterbacks and, and key stats, all that type of stuff. All this is available on my Patreon. I also have game by game notes, projections, rankings, all that. But let's go over to Vegas Insider right now to kind of just see what the spread bets are. Uh, this isn't updated in real time, which is not an issue. I don't really expect that to be happening, but it does show you kind of a day-to-day snapshot of where the overall spread and money bets are going to be coming in on the percentage of that each and every week and where the line is moving. So the first bet we'll talk about is New Orleans versus Detroit. So this line opened at four and in a lot of places it's still at four or it's at four and a half, but there's some sites out there and some big known sites that it's only at minus three and a half. DraftKings Sportsbook, BetMGM. So I got it at minus three and a half. I was hoping to get it as a minus three and I was going to wait for a little bit in the week, but most of the line movement started to move the other way, meaning that a lot of people and a lot of the spread overall was coming in on New Orleans. Currently the spread money on New Orleans is 71 with the money being just 36%. So it is difficult to really tell where the sharps are, quote unquote, the sharps and the professionals right now, because the line is moving in New Orleans favor, which is normally going to tell you that the money is coming in on New Orleans, but the percentage of the money is actually coming in on Detroit. So it could just be kind of dead split in the middle right now. You have both these teams at one and two. Why am I on New Orleans in this one? Well, Michael Thomas seems to be back. He jumped right into practice to start the week off, and he's going to have as juicy of a spot as ever if you're playing fantasy. And if you're betting, it's going to be a huge advantage for one, Drew Brees getting Michael Thomas back. Uh, they've been 
struggling a lot in all parts of the field outside of just Alvin Kamara checkdowns. But Jeff Okuda, the rookie cornerback, who obviously a top five pick, he's going to need time to develop and play well. But so far this season, he did miss week one. It's a small sample. He has been terrible. He's currently PFF's dead last ranked cover corner. And if that's the best thing that you're going to have out there, because it is, no more Darius Slay, to cover Michael Thomas, it's not going to be pretty. Back-to-back primetime losses for the New Orleans Saints against the Oakland Raiders and then the Green Bay Packers right now has them in very bad public perception in my mind. And where does Detroit's defense rank against this offense for New Orleans? Well, right now, Detroit ranks 18th in yards per attempt, which is below average at 7.0, giving up 18th out of 32 teams. And New Orleans is going to have even more time. And with Michael Thomas back, you'd expect Drew Brees' yards per attempt, which has never been historically high to at least have a better chance to get higher. But they have an advantage on the offensive line where they rank top 10, ninth overall in pass blocking and run blocking combined. And Detroit's pass rush ranks 25th, bottom third in the league. So there's an advantage right there. Detroit's run defense, 21st versus run. Right now, New Orleans is a top five run offense with Alvin Kamara back there. Detroit ranks 29th in coverage, not good, and 28th in overall defense, also not good. The Saints team has been pretty average on offense so far, but now they get their stud in Michael Thomas back. New Orleans also is top 12 in pressure rates in the NFL right now. I'm going to be taking New Orleans on this side of it. I got it at minus three and a half. If you have to get it at minus four, I think I would still lean that way. Four and a half, I would still lean that way, but I wouldn't be as thrilled to bet it. But right now, we'll take New Orleans, who's right now one and two. We'll take them to get the win here and go to two and two, and Detroit to fall to one and three. That's the first spread pick for me right now, the New Orleans side of it, minus three and a half. Right now is a game that's probably going to give me headaches and maybe even just some fear of missing out on the opposite side of this one, some FOMO. It's Cleveland versus Dallas. The line for this one ended up opening at minus four. In a lot of spots, it currently sits at minus five. And as I pull up on the odds checker site on this other thing, again, always shop your odds if you're new to the here. We're getting about 200 people per week subscribing. Please do also hit the like and subscribe bubble here right now. But a lot of people are subscribing per week. And I always just say, pull up an odds board. Don't just go into the one app that you have. If you have access to multiple apps, don't just look at one site or one app. Be sure to pull up a site. I use Odds Checker, not sponsored or anything. I mean, it's just one that I know of. And you just go in there and you just click on it. So right now I am pulling up this Cleveland Dallas game. I'm just going to more odds. And it's going to list a whole spread of different kind of numbers that we can look at. And I'll pull it over here onto your side right now. We pull this onto our side and you can see on my screen right now, these are all the different numbers that you can see. A plus four and a half, a four and a half. But look at this. There's there's all the way down to minus three and minus three and a half still out there. Where are they currently right now? As of this recording, you can find them on DraftKings. You can find them on BetMGM. That's where you can find some minus three and a halfs, depending on the number that you want to be getting to. That's the number that I snagged earlier in the week. A lot of people are going to end up having to snag a minus 4.5 or a minus five, whatever it might be. I assume that that's going to be the one that's most commonly used. Right now, I currently have the minus four number. I think that might be promotional betting on DraftKings with the minus three and a half. I didn't get to get it in time. So the minus four is where it opened at. I have the Dallas side of this, but man, I'm concerned. There's a lot of things that you can say that you like Cleveland doing. I'm going to jump into all of it. And then I'm going to say the one main reason why I'm going to stick on the Dallas side of this. So in terms of prime time, you have somewhat of a prime time, right? The game of the week at four o'clock, the big game that everybody wanted to bet on and play for fantasy purposes in Dallas losing to Seattle in that game in the stretch. So that's kind of the last perception of Dallas right now. And really they should be 0-3 if not for a crazy Atlanta debacle, which is something that's becoming a reality now or a consistency for Atlanta each and every week. And Cleveland, at least on primetime, we've seen them win. We've seen them beat the Cincinnati Bengals if we're talking about public perception on moving this number. Dak Prescott right now ranks number nine overall in the NFL with 8.3 yards per attempt, an efficiency metric for quarterbacks. Cleveland allows just 6.1 yards per attempt, which is the fifth best in the league. Cleveland also is top 10 in points allowed right now with 88. So what that's saying is their defense is not allowing quarterbacks to be as efficient so far. It also will weigh in on who the quarterback is, right? Joe Burrow throwing 61 times on a Thursday night game and only averaging like 5.2 yards per attempt is going to really skew that in just a three-game sample. So I don't want to dig too deep into these numbers, just give you a gloss over. Dallas also ranks top eight in points scored so far. Right now, Cleveland is number six in pressure in Dallas's offensive line, which if you've been watching these games is struggling. Seattle doesn't have much of a pass rush. She probably didn't see it as much in that game, but it ranks 16th overall for a lot of injuries. And now they're saying that Lyle Collins might not be back for a while. 
Tyron Smith, of course, is, is dealing with injuries on his own front. They're wondering if they got to put some of these guys on IR. That is not good. Travis Gregix, who had to retire, and now their backup's not playing well. They have a center right now. And Bidez, I believe it is their fourth round pick out of Wisconsin, is having to take over on the line at center right now because they're moving pieces around, at least in that last game they did. So not good on this Dallas offensive line against a good defensive line in Cleveland. So all these numbers that I'm telling you, their defense, from that perspective, they're giving up points, but they're also generating pressure. They're also not making you get it as efficiently, which is the two ways that right now Dallas has been kind of thriving through efficiency and somewhat holding up that offensive line for Dak. And when I say thriving to one and two, it just means getting uh, an ability to score top eight points, right? Not actually win these games or anything like that. So Cleveland does match up really well here. If you want to look at it right now, the percentage of the bets, normally when Dallas plays, it's America's team, quote unquote, everybody knows them, the marketing, all that. They usually see a lot of percentage of the bets. They're getting 76% of the bets in this one, but they're also getting 73% of the money. And a lot of people, 82% of bets are taking the over under in this one. I don't have any bet in on the over under. It opened at 54. I would lean the over in this case. But again, I don't have a bet there. I have a bet just on the spread here. And I'm on the side of the money with this Dallas at 73%. So it seems like everybody is betting on Dallas. So in these situations, you usually want to be on the side of Vegas. It's not every single time, right? You want to pick your spots here because Vegas at the end of the month is going to profit millions and millions of dollars. So odds are they usually win these types of situations more times than not. So it is an interesting spot to be leveraged for my situation. But at the end of the day, this is where I stand. Yes, Cleveland matches up pretty nicely defensively. And Dallas is secondary right now has not been good. They should be getting healthier though this week, or at least each and every week getting a lot healthier than missing a lot of starting quarterbacks and having cornerbacks and safeties banged up as they have for the first or at least the last two weeks. But Cleveland is just 18th in total points so far, and they've been doing a lot of it through just their running game. Baker has been sort of a game manager, and you haven't seen big games from Odell or Jarvis Landry. Average games at best so far for Odell, and really just one of them in that primetime game against the Bengals, an average game at best. It's mainly just coming from the running games. Nick Chubb has been good. Kareem Hunt has been good. They have the number one run blocking unit right now, so you assume that that's how they're going to try and attack Dallas. Dallas is just pointing points up at will. So if Dallas gets a couple touchdowns on the board in the first, second quarter, and takes a 10-point lead, you can't be running the ball anymore. And that's where trouble can start to jump in for Baker Mayfield, even against a shaky secondary in Dallas. So my issue is, can this team actually keep up in points? Yes, they're very good at running the ball, but they're just 18th in total points for the Browns right now. If Dallas has been doing what they've been doing the last three weeks and just airing this damn thing out and Zeke picking up chunks of yardage on the ground, and they're going to be dropping the 30 points that they're currently averaging per game right now, 29.5, I believe the exact number is, then I'm going to lean on the Dallas side of this one. A lot of the advanced metrics do line up for Cleveland on this one, but trying to take yourself out of just only looking at the data. The data is going to make up a big part of the story, but also adding some human intuition and reasoning into it. And the big number that I'm seeing is just, I don't know if Cleveland can actually keep up with the scoring of Dallas. And then all we have to hope for at that point is for Dallas to actually score. So my second bet of the day, the first one was New Orleans minus 3.5. My second one is Dallas minus four. The third bet is the one currently above my head on YouTube right now. And it's going to be New England versus Kansas City. And I'm on the side of New England plus 7.5. So this line opened at minus eight for Kansas City. And that moved to a lot of spots, minus 7.5, minus seven. Hopefully you got the plus eight if you are on the New England side. If you're not on the New England side, then you probably already don't have as great of a number on Kansas City because they didn't open at minus eight and a lot of spots are currently at minus seven. So Kansas City at this point, the big Monday night game did not live up all so much to the potential and the hype when they just destroyed right now the Baltimore Ravens. All everybody knows right now is how good this team is because they're really good. Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes goes and just absolutely destroys last year's MVP in the Lamar Jackson Baltimore Ravens. And now he comes over to New England, which is maybe the only other huge threat to them in the AFC at this point. And then they're going to be getting right now over a touchdown favorites. Well, I'm on the New England side of this one for a couple of reasons. I mean, number one, you just saw a huge primetime win for this team. So everybody wants to bet Kansas City, right? And everybody is betting Kansas City. 64% of the spread bets coming in over there and 62% of the money. But relative to spread bets, 36% of the spread bets on New England, actually more money compared to spread bets, 38%. It's a small number, but a little bit more money's coming in over there. I want to be leveraged on this side of it. I don't want to just always be trying to get in line with the sports book, right? Like I am on this one. We just saw my other ticket that I'm going to be uh, against the sports book and hoping to kind of take them down on this one. But yeah, right now I like the side of New England in this one. So Kansas 
Cam's been absolutely fantastic, like borderline MVP Cam. His last game, not as good from an efficiency metric, but through three weeks, he's looked very good. He's number 13 in yards per attempt with 7.8. Right now, Kansas City allows 6.5 yards per attempt, which is currently like top 10. It's about an average number close to a little bit better, but that's going to be heavily skewed by their matchup against Baltimore because they only allow a Lamar for like, what, 60 passing yards in that game. So obviously that's going to heavily skew it. Currently, New England ranks top 10 in run offense, which is going to be good because they might be getting Damian Harris back this week if they can call him off IR, the second year rookie from Alabama. And they just had Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead's potentially best games in a very long time, especially for Sony Michelle, nine carries for over 100 yards. James White potentially will be back as well as an extension of the running game in the passing game. And Kansas City, who's been very bad against the run for, I don't know, this is going on three years now. The past two years, they've been awful. They're in 29th versus run defense in the past couple of weeks. And also, yes, Cam Newton is a runner back there as well. So you have this New England team very quietly ranking number four in overall offense. Bill Billy Belichick not trying to fade away the season at all and tank for Trevor and any type of things like that. No, he's trying to win a Super Bowl this year. Kansas City ranks 27th in overall defense. So a top five team versus a bottom five defense, right? Top five offense, bottom five defense through three weeks. New England is plus 21 in point differential as well right now, which is good to see. Kansas City is plus 31 in point differential, but you basically already knew that. I don't think a lot of people know how high up there though that New England is in their point differential their defense not as lethal as last year they've had a lot of guys sitting out secondary is naturally going to regress as well from being a number one number two overall secondary last year but it has not regressed all that far it's still a top 10 secondary New England is surprisingly top eight in pressure rates as well they have a positive 71 percent run blocking advantage this week and again if they get Damian Harris back even more deception that they could possibly add there so you do like to see that so all this is pretty much aligning for me to say that you're getting too many points here for a Bill Belichick team that Bill Belichick historically is covering at what a 62% clip or whatever it might be the number one team in the NFL over the past decade of football so I'm going to be taking the points here I think it's just too much plus seven and a half try and find that hook out there it is out there right now I'll pull over the lines that I'm looking at on odds checker so uh, this is where you're just going to see some stuff right so if I zoom in on this you can see that there are still some seven and a halfs out there the line did open at eight I don't think you're going to find this eight number at the bottom out there anymore Um, you can see that there's an eight down here New England plus eight I don't think you're going to find that I tried to just look before the show I did find a seven and a half though there are still sevens out there do not find a six and a half if you find a six and a half just know that there's probably a better number out there maybe even a really better number like a point better at seven and a half you should be trying to go find that and these are some of the sites that you can find them on up here this is just some of them this is just i'm not sponsored by any of these type of people i'm just looking at what odds checker is telling me just for get an idea okay i don't want to make that bet that i'm looking at right now because there's probably a decent to odds that there's a better number out there those are three of the five spread picks so far we have two more spread picks and then we have a teaser for all of you please do if you're still here hit the like button hit the big old subscribe button that's popping up right now and also check out monkey knife fight like i said at the beginning of the show if you like prop betting if you like over run there's more or less on player props receptions yardage touchdown scores anything like that and a whole bunch of different props that are very unique to monkey knife fight check it out deposit for the first time link down below using the promo code vetri v-e-t-r-i my last name get you a 100 deposit match up to 50 dollars it's a ton of fun and you can check it all out linked down below let's get into right now our fourth bet which is going to be right here buffalo above my head on the youtube video buffalo versus las vegas so i currently have this one as buffalo minus 2.5 i think this is going to be a very public bet and i don't like being on the side of this one this might be even more of a public bet than the Dallas side of it but Buffalo just looks so good so far so obviously they almost blow that game last week you could say what you want about refereeing and maybe they shouldn't have won it look fantastic in the first half looks like a totally separate terrible team in the second half they're going up against Vegas and I get it like right now the percentage of the bets is slightly going to Buffalo 58 percent the money is heavily going to Las Vegas at 63 percent but this is another situation where maybe it's not as public as we think because the line opened at minus 2.5 and quickly moved to minus three now obviously depending on the site that you're looking at you can find some minus 3.5s you can find some minus 2.5 still maybe even some minus threes in there 
there. But it does lead me to believe that maybe this money is going to balance out a little bit more. It's closer to a 50-50 if the line's not moving all that turbulently either way at this point. It's just kind of moved early on potentially. So we'll see. Like a lot of bets might come in on Saturday to kind of push lines in the way that you want early in the week. And the professionals can actually jump on those lines and just kind of manipulate the lines to an extent. But I'm going to be taking Buffalo right now, minus 2.5. It's nice that you can kind of get that minus 2.5 cushion in there. You don't have to get the push in there if you got that minus three. If you have the minus 3.5, I'd probably stay away. I want to at least have that push security if this game ends in a field goal, which is very often for NFL games. Josh Allen right now, number two in yards per attempt right now at 9.1. Only behind, surprisingly, Jerry Goff at this point. Jerry Goff has been playing very well this year. Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders, allows 7.3 yards per attempt, which is the 11th most in the league. So a good matchup there for the secondary and the efficiency of this Bills offense so far. John Brown did get nicked up in the last game. Gabriel Davis, the rookie, came in, had four catches for 84 yards, looked very good in there. Also draw a pass interference penalty. That was very huge down the stretch. But it does look like John Brown should be good and ready to go for this one. Backup running back rookie Zach Moss for Buffalo as well uh, is going to be logging limited practices and will probably be questionable. Buffalo currently has a plus 16 point differential. That's third best in the NFL. Buffalo ranks sixth in offense right now, while the Vegas team ranks 30th in overall defense. So a bottom three defense versus a top six offense. Very good to be on that side of the bet if you want to. Vegas is 18th on offense currently and Buffalo ranks 10th on defense. Good to see. Right now, Vegas already has ruled out rookie Brian Edwards. It seems like Henry Ruggs is likely going to miss. Those are their two top wide receivers at this point. They still don't have Tyrell Williams. So they're going to be running out there just a hodgepodge of dusty old veterans and Zay Jones and Nelson Aguilar. Hunter Renfro in the slot, a second year player at Clemson is a fine player, but not somebody you're scared of taking a top off of a defense, especially this Buffalo defense. So it does seem like Darren Waller is the only threat yet again, like he was last week for the New England team that pretty easily took away Darren Waller when he's the only threat that you're scared of out there. So it's a little bit easier for Buffalo to game plan this team because there's just not a lot of weapons out there. They kind of all banged up. Yes, Josh Jacobson's in the backfield. He should have a decent game. But in the passing game, it's somewhat Hunter Renfro, and then it's just Darren Waller. Pretty easy to take that away. Vegas currently ranks just 27th in pressure rates on their defensive line in terms of get generating pressure, getting sacks. Uh, that's going to help a mobile quarterback in Josh Allen if he has a lot of time to throw and there's nothing downfield. He's just going to kind of take off and have a nice rushing game. So look for his over props as well this week in the rushing game. They're 28th in run defense and they're 27th in coverage. So I like this spot. A banged up Raiders offense right now. That's just going to even get more banged up as the week goes on, as Edward just got ruled out uh, yesterday, I believe. And we're just waiting on that rugs news. And it's just a good spot. Like all the metrics are just screaming Buffalo here. It seems almost too obvious and too public, right? This number, I feel like this number should honestly be like minus five and a half. So I'm just going to be jumping on Buffalo, uh, not even blindly betting it. I just gave you all the reasons that I want to be betting it. But outside of that, the number just looks too good in my opinion. We're going to be going on Buffalo. That usually means though that we're on the wrong side of this one, but we'll take Buffalo as our fourth bet, minus 2.5. And we'll move into our fifth and final bet, the Monday night football game in this one. It's going to be the Green Bay Packers, minus six and a half. It's probably already moved because a lot of the teams like betting the Packers. They're a very public team, very much so like down. Uh, they're very public team, very much so as Kansas City is currently becoming a public team. But Green Bay and Dallas are like the two most public teams when it comes to actually betting in terms of like who the public likes to bet on. A lot of that is just because of Dallas's marketing. And a lot of that is because Green Bay has consistently been good because they went from Brett Favre right into Aaron Rodgers. So the public just always looks at them as good, which means they probably think, oh, this team's always going to win or always cover the spread. Obviously not the case, but we'll take them minus six and a half against Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's blown back-to-back games. I'm not going to be one of the beliefs that say, oh, they're due to actually play a good game. Sure, they could play a good game here. Let's see if Russell Gage gets through his concussion protocol. Let's see if Julio Jones is healthy. Devontae Adams are saying he's trending in the right direction for the Packers, who they didn't even need him last week to pretty uh, decisively win and pretty easily in the second half pull away from the New Orleans Saints. But right now, the Green Bay Packers have the number one offensive line and also number one in points in the NFL with 122. And nobody's really even that close to them. They have a plus 37 point differential. Also number one right now. This team is absolutely clicking on all cylinders from an efficiency metrics. They have not been, oh, I would say, all that much great on defense from a tackling standpoint. The pressure is still getting there. The run defense is kind of hard to judge right now because they don't have Kenny Clark. He's been injured the past 
past couple of weeks, who's one of the best run stoppers, probably top 10, maybe even top five in the entire league in Kenny Clark on that defensive line. But they're getting a team right now that's not running the ball that great. They had a decent game last week with Todd Gurley having a nice bigger run. They had a decent game with Brian Hill breaking off a 40 yard touchdown. But outside of that, there's not a team in Atlanta known for running the football. Rodgers is right now number six overall with 8.4 yards per attempt. And Atlanta is allowing 7.8 yards per attempt, top seven in the league. So we're going to currently take the Packers side of this one, minus six and a half. I like a lot of the metrics. I think it's just going to continue to move. This thing might move at like minus eight by the time lock comes, especially because it's a primetime game and very public. So be sure to get that line and that number in early as you can. See if you can find a six and a half out there. I'm still seeing some, a lot of sevens and a lot of seven and a half slow. And then our tease is going to involve the Packers as well. Maybe a little bit of a hedge for our Packers bet here with this tease, but either way, we're hoping to hit on both of them. So we have our five spread picks in, now our tease. I have the Packers tease them down six points from six and a half to 0.5. So just a half a point. Don't want to tease through zero though. So if you got that number somehow, it opened at six and a half, I think. So you're probably not getting it at minus five and a half or minus six. But tease them down. Even if you get the number at seven, seven and a half, you can tease them down to minus one, minus one and a half. So we take the Packers down to minus a half a point, which pretty much means we just have to have them win or not tie. So I feel pretty good about that. And then we're going to take Seattle down right now. Seattle's a six and a half point favorite against Miami. We're going to take them down to a half a point. So this teaser, this two point teaser just basically says if Green Bay and Seattle win, bang, you cash that teaser. Yes, you're not going to get as much payout on it, but it just reduces your risk a little bit more obviously, because you're buying those points. Reasons to like Seattle right now, Russ is number three in yards per attempt at nine yards per attempt. Miami allows the second most yards per attempt, 8.3. Seattle is plus 25 in point differential. It becomes kind of a scoring fest here. Going to be another high total. I do think Ryan Fitzpatrick can keep up in a shootout, especially with another week healthier for Devontae Parker. But all we need at this point is not for Seattle to cover that number in the tees. We just need them to win. I will lean on the side that Russell Wilson can beat this Miami football team. Also looks like Chris Carson avoided a major injury and might be ready to play this week. So those are my five spread picks and a teaser. I will also point out that I do have another bet in for this Pittsburgh Tennessee game. Pittsburgh somehow opened that plus. 1.5. I jumped on it immediately when my friend told me that. But then the line moved pretty quickly to them being like minus one. So this line moved like three points already. So obviously, in my opinion, Pittsburgh should have been the favorite in this one. I think they're very sneakily one of the best teams in the league from a point differential and a defense standpoint. So I do have Pittsburgh at plus 1.5. It's postponed right now. This is the issue, right? It might not play till Monday or Tuesday. It might not play for weeks, depending on how they want to reconfigure the schedule if they can't get it in on Monday or Tuesday. I think they're going to push pretty hard, but obviously they have to make sure that they're passing all the safety protocols and that everybody else on this team is not popping up with uh, positive tests. So you have to keep an eye that the issue for me kind of touting this pick, if you will, is you're not going to find the plus 1.5 number out there anymore. You're going to find Pittsburgh as like a minus one favorite, a minus two favorite at this point. I still think I like Pittsburgh even at that number, but based on the line movement already just being there, you kind of already missed your spot on it. I think you can still bet Pittsburgh minus one just means that they basically have to win, but I obviously like the plus 1.5 number and you're just not going to find that anywhere out there. If you somehow do, and it's still out there on a book that you're using and they just have not moved the number yet because maybe it's been postponed, they're not paying attention, whatever it might be, not taking a lot of action on that book. Well, then yeah, jump on the plus 1.5, but that's my six bread pick. But again, just the fact that there's so much uncertainty right now with that game, I didn't really want to put too much detail into it for this video. So to recap, I have New Orleans minus 3.5 against Detroit, Dallas minus four versus Cleveland. I have New England plus 7.5 versus Kansas City, Buffalo minus 2.5 versus the Las Vegas Raiders. I have the Packers minus 6.5 versus Atlanta on Monday Night Football. And then we tease the Packers down to 0.5 minus 0.5 and we tease Seattle down to minus 0.5 as well. They basically just both have to win. We tease those both with a six point teaser, two team six point teaser, and we take both of them there. And then I also have right now Pittsburgh plus 1.5 versus Tennessee if that game goes. Those are the week four picks. Thank you for tuning in. If you watched the whole video, please do hit the like button. Hit the big old subscribe button that's popping up in the bottom right-hand corner. I'll have some live streams on Thursday. I'll have some live streams Sunday before the game starts. If you want to ask me any questions in there, feel free to hop in. The notification bell will let you know when I go live so you can actually hop in and ask me a question on there. And also, please do check out Monkey Knife Fight link down below. Promo code Vetri if you like prop betting or more or less over on this. Prop betting are the easiest bets to win because they're the softest. The book will limit you if you're very good at it because they just don't know how to project too well what a player props are going to be. And also, 
especially because of injuries and all the uncertainty there. They're not quick enough to kind of change those numbers in time. You usually have a couple of minutes to get in there. So be sure to check out the props week in and week out, especially when injury news drops. Jump right over to Monkey Knife Fight, monkeyknifefight.com. Use the promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I, and you'll get a 100% deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit. You want to put 50 in there? Bang, you got $100 whiskeys in your account right now using the promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I. Let's them know that you came from me. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Sal, and I will see you all in the next one.